0: Yo, 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 what is up, my man? Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. I'm your host, Athea Sam, and I'm about to share with you my interview with Rob Stein. Uh, Rob is a friend of mine, and we are in the same mastermind, so we do business together. He is a successful entrepreneur, one of those guys who basically succeeds at whatever it is that he decides to put his mind to. Uh, He he has won um, awards as a bodybuilder, he has done mindset coaching with professional athletes. He runs a successful real estate business. Lately, he's focusing on coaching real estate um, uh, real estate agents and teaching them how to have successful companies and businesses like him. Uh, this guy is incredibly uh, well-rounded, uh, really articulate, and what I wanted to dive into today, you might be wondering, like, why would you bring somebody like that onto a podcast about porn addiction? It's pretty simple, actually we want, uh, I, or I want you rather to really, um, I want you to get solutions to heal from all different angles. I don't want you to just hear the same angle over and over again, because we're all different. We're all unique. And there's going to be specific parts about your situation that just might resonate really well with a guy like Rob, but they wouldn't resonate really well with someone who's more clinical or somebody who's more biological and scientific or research-based or whatever, or theological, you know, the list goes on. So, Rob is here to talk today about how to have healthy thinking patterns, how to overcome fear, um, how to deal with the pressure that men often feel in their lives, and we also talk a little bit about you know uh, physique and taking care of yourself and how this kind of factors in to everything else that we do in our lives. And so this was a very robust conversation. We covered a myriad of subjects. I know you're going to enjoy it. Without further ado, this is my interview with Rob Stein. All right, I'm here with my man, Rob Stein, the legend himself. Bro, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me, man. I'm really excited to be here.
0: Yeah, it's been really fun getting to know you. Uh, obviously, we're in a, a mastermind together, but it's it's fun. There's always certain people who just, you know, you gravitate towards, you yeah. get to connect with a bit more, and you've been one of those people for me, man. So uh, I'm excited to pick your brain and extrapolate some of the wisdom that is in that brain of yours for the audience today.
1: <laughs> Likewise, man. Every time we get together, I mean, uh, Cynthia was able to come to Austin, Texas, where I live, and we had breakfast a couple weeks ago, and it was like two hours just just flew by. (laughs) It was awesome.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so good. So why why don't you give the audience a little bit of... Like you, you, you're like a storied man. I mean, you've been in kind of the music industry, you've Mm -hmm. done real estate, you're doing, um, still doing real estate, but then more like coaching and entrepreneurship. Uh, You're a bodybuilding champion. Like you've had a bunch of different kind of accolades over the years,
1: man. What are you focused on these days? Yeah, right now. Definitely, the hard focus is speaking and coaching for real estate space, and just entre- uh, for for sales and business coaching, and then just mindset coaching for for entrepreneurs in general. And a lot yeah. of the skill sets that I've learned from you know building a music business, uh, competing and winning in bodybuilding, um, running a couple different businesses in the real estate space, having a master's in education. I think our our past really defines who we are, and if we're able to to take our unique experiences that we gain from our past you know uh like your like what you do for men you know is incredible because of the past you have so um, yeah. i always know that god has blessed me with the gift of speaking and teaching and i'm i'm very blessed and grateful that that's what i'm you know able to focus the majority of my time doing right now
0: yeah that's really cool man and you're very, you're very very good at it i love that you're doing the mindset coaching stuff i think that'd be a cool place for us to start yeah. because you know we all have limiting beliefs and the one thing i've learned about myself the last few years is a lot of the poverty i used to live in a lot of the dysfunction mm-hmm. yeah. most of that was a function of my mindset yeah. more than skills or anything else like skills mm-hmm. can be acquired not a big deal you can build a network over time or meet the right people but really it's it's mindset that's like kind of the yeah. start and end of all of this um maybe as a starting point just so the audience gets to know you a little bit more uh, uh, can you can you share with us an example or things that you've had to work through from a mindset perspective that have got you to this place? Because you're you're very successful in the things that you put your mind to. By the looks of it, you've clearly cracked a couple of codes. Um, <laughs> what what? How did you how did you even
1: get interested in this stuff in the first place? Yeah, um, you know, mindset is one of those things. It's like any other muscle in your body. I think certain people have genetic predispositions to certain. Advantages like you might meet someone with great genetics, right? As a bodybuilder, I did not grow up with great genetics. I don't have a fast metabolism. I don't wasn't born with a lot of muscle, right? I have a naturally slow metabolism. I'm naturally, I like kind of a chunky dude. So it's a lot of work, right? Some people, their mindset might be because of their genetics and their environment, a little more predisposed for that entrepreneurial gritty mindset i think part of me is just wired that way combined with the things that i've learned but first and foremost i want to say that mindset is something anybody can achieve high levels of success in with the right training with surrounding yourself by the right people hmm. um a lot of it, it comes from my music background so my music business is i write music for ultra competitive marching bands it's a very unique thing but i love it so and cool marching band is teaching marching band and drum corps, which is like the professional sport of marching band is where I learned a lot of the mindset coaching because essentially when I'm teaching those groups, we're outside in very hot weather all day, every day for months over the summer. And I'm teaching between like one to 250 young adults, high school or college age people that need to be excited, motivated and executing at a high level for 15 hours every day and do exactly what I tell them to do and be excited to do it. Dang. <laughs> right. So to get really good at that, right? <laughs> to motivate, to inspire, to teach them how to execute when they're outside moving around and doing that for like 20 years and then transitioning into entrepreneurship. When I'm speaking to hundreds of people sitting down in an auditorium that want to be there is like taking the weight off of a bat, you know, and and, and yeah. just really being able to develop that skill set. When people ask, like, what is mindset coaching? I'll usually ask this question. And so I'll ask you, Cynthia, would you agree with me that your actions stem from your thoughts? Definitely. For sure, right? When you do something, it's because you have a thought that triggers that action. So follow-up question then, where do your thoughts come from?
0: Mm, Wow. definitely don't know how to answer that one. <laughs> Not as your easily. mindset
1: <laughs> your thoughts come from your mindset, right So the way our mind is conditioned as a result of you know genetics, our upbringing and equally as important what we choose to expose ourselves to hmm. all of that cumulatively makes our mindset and that is where our thoughts come from as an example, anyone can relate to being in a negative mood. you have an argument with your spouse, you get some bad news, you're angry for some reason your your thoughts will generally be negative which will probably need to mo- lead to more negative actions right you're scrolling on social all day or watching you know news and it's just fear fear bad news your thoughts all day are going to be predisposed to like bad things which are going to lead to negative actions versus we can all relate to when we're in a really good mood things are going great we have positive thoughts we're on a roll we're in the zone right <laughs> so really what we want to do is constantly expose ourselves through education, mentorship, YouTube, speakers, courses, events, like the Brotherhood we're a part of, right? Exposing yourself to new ways of thinking. Hmm. When you think new things, you take new actions. Hmm. Those new actions typically lead to new results. Once you get new results, you start having new thoughts because you think, hey, I never – Did what else am I capable of now that leads to a new thoughts, which leads to new actions, which leads to new results, which leads to new thoughts, which leads to new. And it starts going around and around in this like crazy, awesome exponential circle. And at first, when you start taking on, so your clients, right? The people that engage you to help them, right? Quit porn. This is a perfect example because they're stuck in a certain mindset you probably have them do some new things that might be hard for them to do. And they're like, oh, this is hard, but I'm going to do it. Yep. Then they get new actions. They go the first day, maybe without watching, right? And then they go, hey, I could do it. If I'm capable of this, maybe I'm capable of going two days. Maybe I'm capable of changing my life. Maybe I'm totally capable of like doing something I never thought I could. That leads to new thoughts, which leads to new actions, which leads to new results. So really mindset coaching is changing the way you think to lead to new actions, to achieve things that you never thought you could. And Mm. as that keeps happening, the mindset keeps changing.
0: Oh man, that's so good. So what, what are good ways for people to get exposed to new ways of thinking? Because I think, I mean, even just thinking out loud, like I can see how that could be really misleading if people don't don't get it in the right context because yes um there's a lot of bad information out there right there's a lot of bad thinkers out there or bad thoughts that Mm -hmm. um that would be new and they would reinforce the bad actions yeah so when somebody does maybe somebody's if they're latching onto what you're saying which is really really good what is a good way for them to go about thinking these new thoughts
1: yeah for sure well first thing gang i mean it's easier than ever today to get great info and bad info right? Yeah. We got YouTube University, yes. we got books. So there's all sorts of ways to access it. Um, I mean, some of the guys I like, you know, I love Grant Cardone. I love Ed Milette, very deep in his faith, incredible entrepreneur, best-selling author. You can't go wrong with anything Ed Milette says, you know, yeah, that's he is a great awesome. starting point. Um, but also here's another thing, you know, especially as I continue and have gotten deeper in my faith as a business owner, I make an effort to run my business and my thoughts, you know, Jesus through biblical guidelines. So one thing I think we can do to discern is the information usually we can usually feel in our gut, right? Which, which is like, like kind of like the spirit guiding us through, like, is this really right? Hmm. Or is it wrong? If you're hearing someone's mindset that encourages sin, it's not. I mean, pretty clearly, that's not the way to go, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So I think asking, like, is this in line with 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 God's word? Is this right. in line with how we should be living? Is a really easy way to discern. But that's typically, good. we want to become the 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 men that that God created us to be. We want to become the the best version of ourselves, which means doing hard things, which means we need delayed gratification, which means we need grit, which means we need to be willing to make short-term sacrifices for long-term gains in life, in business, in whatever it is we're going after. But when I do, you know, one of the topics I'll talk about is the 10 habits of high performers, you know, 10 habits of a bulletproof mindset, things like delayed gratification, doing hard things now to get what you want later, which of course, like bodybuilding taught me a lot about that having discipline, having relentless consistency, making short-term sacrifices. These are very high commonalities that if you can exercise these types of things, you're absolutely going to be improving yourself and becoming the best version that, that that again, that God created you to be, that you're capable of.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's really good. And it, it does make a lot of sense, especially like, you know, even you think about the Bible talks about being transformed by the renewing of your mind, right? Those mm-hmm. new having that that new way of thinking and how transformative that can be. Yes. I, I, I think you're you're making a distinction without saying it. You're making a distinction between having new thoughts versus trying to change old thoughts, which I think is something that a lot of people, especially in this subject, can fall into, yeah. um, which is like, oh, crap, I, sh- I shouldn't be thinking that or I shouldn't be imagining that or whatever. And we kind of try to fight the thing. Mm -hmm. Um, rather than focusing our attention on the new thing, is there, am am I making that distinction appropriately or is that all kind of the same thing to you?
1: No, I, I I agree. And when we are in the process, when we're having that internal battle of you think something and then you say, oh, I shouldn't be thinking that shouldn't Mm -hmm. be thinking that. Well, okay. Maybe you shouldn't be. However, we don't always have immediate control of our thoughts. What we do, however, have complete control over is our actions right so if you're thinking something don't necessarily beat yourself up about it so much because that's only putting you into more stagnation act on this thing i'm thinking about i'm going to act on the thing i should be doing now the cool thing is that's where again i'll i I make a lot of bodybuilding analogies but that's where i'll say as an example if you are new to the gym you're going to be really sore when you start working out as your muscles are getting used to this development After a while, you may stop getting sore altogether. Soreness is not indicative of a great workout. That doesn't mean you're not getting great results. It just means you have conditioned your muscles enough that now they're used to this thing and they behave in a different way. Your mind is no different. When you are thinking things that maybe you acknowledge you shouldn't be thinking, that's okay. What's not okay is to let those thoughts control your actions. Hmm. So as long as you're taking the right actions and you start getting new results over time, you will actually stop thinking that way. Hmm. And you will start thinking in a new way. Case in point, again, I'll use what you do as an analogy. A lot of the men that you help, it's it may potentially be very difficult for some of them in the beginning. They're constantly thinking about what they, what their habits are, what they want to do, but they're not going to do it. Yeah. As they start seeing the positive outcomes of their life, I'm getting the results of not engaging in that sinful act. Yes. Over time, they start, they're like, oh, I want to do it, but I'm not going to do it. Over time, inevitably, if they do it right and have the delayed gratification and the grit, it's going to turn into, I don't want to do this anymore. I enjoy not doing this anymore. And their thought pattern actually changes because of the actions they take and the results they get. So I would encourage anyone that's listening to this again, when when you're like, oh, I shouldn't be thinking this thing. That's okay. Don't spend any more time in that negative space. Spend time thinking about the solution. What am I going to do to move away from this negative way of thinking? What am I going to do to encourage positive actions and positive outcomes? And I promise that eventually that thought pattern will change. Now, how long it takes depends on how deep rooted that thought pattern is. Yeah. If you are so deep rooted in a poverty mindset, in a sinful mindset, in whatever it is, then understandably it will take longer to get out of that way of thinking. It just means you have to be more consistent over a longer period of time. But inevitably, it's impossible that your initial thought process wouldn't adapt to a more positive way of thinking.
0: Yeah, it's really, really good. And I think that um that's like the one thing that I've really observed in the clients we're coaching and even my own development is how important the action-taking part of it is because actions do reinforce our thoughts, whether yeah. those thoughts are good or bad, right? And so it's not enough to think the thoughts. It's a great start, but you have to really act on it. So um, I know we're getting like super granular here, but let's talk a little bit about what stops people from crossing that bridge. So mm-hmm. um, people have the thoughts, you know, yeah. they're the good thoughts, they're the mm-hmm. thoughts that they should be having. They're the, It's the new way of thinking. yeah. And then they know the next step is, okay, no, I need to act on this thought, whatever the ensuing behavior might be but we know that sometimes there's a barricade you know it it might be fear past experiences i've tried this before this is what happened i don't want to Mm -hmm. try something again Mm -hmm. whatever it might be how do people get through some of these um i would well i would i would say fears at the top of the list you can correct me if i'm wrong but what are what are the big things that stop people and how do they overcome them ultimately for sure that's a great
1: question Uh, If you're listening to this, I encourage you to write it down. If you're in the car, I encourage you to listen again and write it down later. (laughs) Um, So first, I'm going to give you a framework. And then I'm also going to show you how we can engage God to help us do this. Okay. So first, I'm going to talk about one thing I want to hit on is agree with you that yes, fear is at the top of the list. Now, one thing I'm going to say, the first thing you can do to eliminate that is, you know, Cynthia, you brought up, you know, I tried this in the past. It didn't work. Okay. First, I'll break down real quick. uh, My impossible to fail framework. My podcast is called impossible to fail the book that is about to come out. My first book is called impossible to fail. I believe with the right education and guidance implemented with massive action, relentless consistency and time, it is truly impossible to fail. So first say, okay, I haven't, I tried this before and it didn't work. All right. Which one of those things wasn't in line? Cause guarantee, I guarantee you, if all of those things were in line, you wouldn't have failed, right? You wouldn't have messed up. So number one, were you getting the right guidance and education? Cause trying to figure it out on your own never works. You need guidance from someone that's been there, done that, and has a track record of teaching others to do the same thing. If, again, I'll use an analogy for you. If you're trying to quit porn and you tried to do it on your own without a framework, not surprisingly, you might not have succeeded. You engage someone like yourself who has done it themselves and has a great track record of teaching others. That's number one. Right. Number two, right. did you take the massive action? Did you, do, did you do all the things you needed to do? Were you relentlessly consistent and did you give it enough time? One or a combination of those things halted you. Now, I would also encourage listeners out there before I teach you how to overcome fear is that- Failure is only failure if it's permanent. Mm, wow. Otherwise, it is a learning experience. Think of any time, like, you know, I have a little two-year-old girl, right? You're about to have your first child, right? Mm-hmm. I watched her try to figure out walking. She can walk now. When she was figuring it out, she would try and fall and try and fall. She's not a failure at walking. She can walk, right? She had to learn how to walk. You and I are business owners. A lot of your listeners are entrepreneurs think of any even if you're not an entrepreneur think of any skill set you have in a hobby or a sport or something you're really good at you didn't start out really good at that thing you started out bad at that thing and then you got better you didn't fail you learned failure is only failure if you quit if you stop doing it permanently hmm. otherwise it is in fact a learning experience so first what we want to do is just re completely redefine our definition of failure. If you tried to quit porn before and you couldn't, well, you you only fail if you stop trying to quit, right? Otherwise, you learned what didn't work, and now hopefully that will lead you to maybe engage with you know someone like Thea who can tell you what is going to work. And maybe you had to go through that to get motivated enough to the point to actually do something about it.
0: Yeah, right.
1: Right. It's it's, it's necessary. Some of my biggest growth moments have come out of my biggest obstacles and valleys because yeah. nothing motivates you more <laughs> than those moments. So, let's just redefine our concept of failure right off the bat. Now yeah, That's really good. Now, for sure fear is at the top of the list. Now, in the book I talk about what I call the four fears. Fear of failure I think is at the top of the list, but but I think fear of failure is too big, it's too wide, it's too deep. And so what I've kind of peeled back is that I've discovered four subcategories of fear. That all feed into this. And so if you want to take action, but you're not doing it, even if you have a thought, but you're not taking action, I guarantee that one or a combination of these four fears is stopping you. And when I tell you about it now, you'll be able to identify it in the future and then actually figure out what is the culprit and then you can overcome it. Hmm. So here we go. First, we have fear of imperfection. Hmm. We've all suffered from it. Oh, yeah. I want to take action on this thing, but oh, I just need to learn more about it. I got to read another book, watch another video. I don't want to mess it up. I got to be really good at it. Right. Now, when we're children, we have no problem being bad at new things. As we get older, we are less um, gung ho. We're we're more hesitant to take action on something we know we're going to be bad at you know, one analogy I like to make is let's, you know, I don't typically play basketball, right? I pick things up and put them down. Like that's, that's my athletic <laughs> skill set. But let's say I wanted to play basketball. I want to get good at basketball. And if I said, you know, I really want to play basketball, but I'm not going to get on the court yet. I'm just going to watch YouTube videos and read books. And I'm only going to get on the court when I know it's going to go into the net every time. <laughs> You'd be like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. That's what most of us do with like these things that we're hesitant to do. Mm. So I'm, so I will tell you the good news here is that it's impossible to be perfect at anything at the beginning. Now, is perfection possible in certain skill sets? I believe it is. Now, there's no such thing as a perfect person. There was only one of those, right? But if we're talking about can you be perfect at a skill set, a very specific skill set, watch Michael Jordan clips of playing basketball and you can say yes, right? You can be, you know, as a real estate agent, I might have the perfect appointment. That couldn't have gone any better i got the deal like it was seamless 11 out of 10 doesn't mean i can't mess up in the future just means that time it was amazing right mm. but you got to go through reps the only way to gain mastery is through repetition so when someone tells me rob i'm a perfectionist what i hear is i'm a procrastinator mm. and you're using perfectionism if you're listening to this i'm doing air quotes perfectionism <laughs> as your validity for not taking action on something but I'm here to tell you that if you really were a perfectionist, you would be taking action already because you would realize the only way to actually be perfect is to do reps on reps on reps to achieve that level of mastery. So stop lying to yourself by mm. using fear of imperfection and realize that you should be excited about that growth period of gaining the skill set, Cause that's the only way to achieve the mastery that you seek. Yeah. Just, start taking action. And when you have the right guidance, the right mentorship, at yes. least, you know, the action I'm taking is right. One of the things in fear of taking action is people want to know, I want to know I'm doing the right thing, but don't confuse being really good at it with doing the right thing or the wrong thing. Even mm-hmm. if you're doing the right thing for the first time, you're not going to be good at it. Right. Yeah. But as long as you have the right guidance, you can have the confidence, the peace of mind, knowing I'm taking the right action. Mm-hmm. And then you just start
0: yeah that's beautiful man and i think i think what you said at the end there is so critical like having that guidance or at least having a reliable framework even if you're not going to do coaching at least if you have something where it's like okay other people did this yeah. it worked for them that just gives you the confidence you need to take action even if you don't feel 100 percent sure that you're doing it right, right or that you know whatever that you got it nailed so i, I think that's really really important
1: 100 and the cool thing is even if you take action and it turns out to be the wrong action Inevitably, it will lead to the right action eventually because you that's learn right. what doesn't work Still and then you data. figure out what works, right? Yeah. So that's fear of imperfection. Next, we have fear of the unknown. Okay. We're stepping into something we've never done before. That can be scary. Now, fear of the unknown is actually a survival mechanism like built into our DNA from mm. our hunter-gatherer days, right? We had to. It, we wouldn't be here if our ancestors didn't fear the unknown to a certain extent. Yeah. Right. There's, there's movement in a bush over there. Okay. Could be a bear, could be a lion, could be the wind, (laughs) right? Yeah. Mm, Let's evaluate that, you know? So we had to fear the unknown a little bit. That makes sense. However, rest assured that the good news is it's within the human spirit to fear the unknown and conquer it anyway. (laughs) Right. Right. Like you and I are going to fly places because the Wright brothers conquered the fear of the unknown of flight, right? Right. At some point, there was a first human that conquered the fear of the ocean, built a ship and saw what was on the other side, you know, like, so it is within us in our human God given spirit to fear the unknown and conquer it. So realize it is within you to do it. And the truth is that this fear of the unknown isn't even real it's It's just this thing that we we place in our minds to protect us, but the reality is, once you take your first step towards something, you go, Oh, well, this isn't really that big of a deal. This yeah. isn't that hard. <laughs> I'm not dead. I'm not injured, right? Yep. Let's just yep. take action. So yes. fear of and and trust me, it's true, like like a couple of years ago when I really started on my social media and my podcast and my YouTube, I for sure had some fear of the unknown. It's unknown. It's scary. All of this equipment that I have at my desk, if you ever watch my social and you see one of my like time-lapse reels, you'll see all this equipment, fear of the unknown of all this equipment. How's this stuff work? Like, I don't even want to, oh my goodness, you know, but yep. once I actually just hit record a few times, I was like, oh, all right, <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> like Yeah,
0: <laughs> you survived.
1: You know, so- Fear of the unknown, again, and the thing that really helps you get over fear of the unknown is having the right guidance. And that yeah. doesn't mean you got to pay for high-ticket coaching. YouTube University, a $15 or $20 book. Yep. You know, like. Oh, yeah. Podcast. hard to find. Like that. Podcast. Yeah. So easy. So that's yeah. fear of the unknown. Number three is fear of judgment. Hmm. What will others think? And especially if you're changing your lifestyle, if you're going from a sinful lifestyle to a not sinful lifestyle, some of the old circle of people you might used to hang with are going to judge you and you might have to like stop hanging with those people, right? But yeah. typically when we say fear of judgment, you're you're fearing the judgment of people that you don't know. Hmm. Ed Milet calls these people the extras in your life, the people in the movies that don't even have names in the credits, right? Cab driver yes. one bartender too. That's just shining the glasses and doesn't say anything, you know, like you're worried about people that don't even know you. And the reality is they're so busy thinking about themselves because as we all are, yeah, that makes no sense, right? There are so many people in the world that haven't taken action because they were afraid of what you're going to think <laughs> and you don't even know them. <laughs> right. That, and you're like, why wouldn't the, I don't even know these people, but that's the same fear. That you have. Now, yeah. the truth is that people that matter, people that love you, people that support you will not judge you in a negative way. Yeah. If they if they do, you're probably not meant to have relationship with those people. Yeah. You know, but fear of judgment again, that also goes back to our hunter gatherer instincts because we had to get along with our community in order to survive in a pack in those days. Yeah. Now I'm not saying you shouldn't care what other people think I'm not saying you shouldn't prioritize having good relationships and business and life. You have to be able to do that. But, but typically when we fear judgment, it's we're fearing the judgment of people that we don't know. And that don't know us.
0: Yeah. It's so true. It's, it's funny. This is a big one for me and I don't know where, I mean, we all have our experiences, but I just know from a young age, I also grew up as a pastor's kid where you're kind of, you know, that like people are always talking about you and, and usually it was, it was relatively positive, but yeah. even though it started positive, like at some point, my brain kind of twisted into this negative thing and this fear of judgment. And I, I really resonate with that. So that, I, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one. I think that's pretty spot on. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then the last one we have here and I saved the, <laughs> the biggest one for last is fear of sacrifice, hmm. fear of making the sacrifice that is necessary to get what you want. Hmm. the further now I will say you can truly truly accomplish anything you want anything you want also ask yourself has someone else accomplished this thing chances are the answer is yes yeah so true. like you know but the reality is is that the further you are from the thing you want to accomplish the more sacrifice you will have to make typically the currency of that sacrifice is time right So when I was doing training and nutrition coaching, if someone says, I want to lose 10 pounds, cool. Not a ton of sacrifice. I've also helped a guy lose over 200 pounds and stop being diabetic, like a lot of sacrifice. Yeah. Right. That's the currency, but delayed gratification grit. Like the more you, the, the, the more, one of my first coaches used to say, you know, the more you ask of the universe, the more the universe will demand of you. Hmm. Right. So as an example, I used to be overweight, chunky, right? To natural champion bodybuilder, a lot of sacrifice. I had to weigh every gram of everything I ate. I went to my best friend's wedding, my best childhood friend's wedding. It was a week before a competition. I mean, wedding, you got the open bar, you got the food, you got the desserts. (laughs) I brought my cooler of cold chicken and broccoli.
0: Oh, dang, And
1: that's what I ate at my best. Now, keep in mind, you know, the better the look, you look, the worse you feel. I was literally starving. Yeah. I'm like, like beyond hungry, right? Like instinctually starving, Yeah. bad mood, can't function, can barely move. I feel terrible, you know, and, and, and the server is like, did you order like the chicken or the, the fish? And I'm like, oh no, I brought my own. He's like, what <laughs> yeah. would you like? To, which cake do you want? No cake. Everyone's got their champagne. I have my water jug you know yeah. <laughs> but I won my show the next weekend right right that's what it takes that level of determination of sacrifice mm. you know when i was building my my real estate coaching course earth to orbit which is the nation's leading uh, on demand video series for real estate agents i it took me 2 years to do it Hmm. It's super in depth. And I live in a little half cul-de-sac and I have my office with my shutters. And I would see on the weekends, the neighbors are sitting outside, the kids are playing, everyone's in lawn chairs. And I'm like, this is like a Sunday. And I'm like, oh, that looks so awesome. And then (laughs) I would turn back to my computer and keep working, right? Not forever, but now it's worth it because I'm achieving my goals and I'm helping other people achieve their goals. So the fear of sacrifices where most people falter because truly gang, to accomplish something that is going to change your life in a positive way, like to literally change your life, requires a lot of work. Yeah,
0: that's so interesting. We've had people who are super excited about our program. They hear about what we're offering. We get to know their situation. Everything's like looking really good. And we've had people at the last minute pull pull away or pull out. And um, we don't always get a reason why, but one reason we've heard quite a bit is I'm just not ready to give up my current life. Like it's they're yeah. they're in another way they're just saying I'm not ready to make that sacrifice. You know, I'm not ready to yeah. make that change. So that's that's a real thing and it I guess the crazy part, the sad part from my perspective is that fear is holding back people from making really good changes in their lives, you know, things that are going to that could literally change the entire course of their life and generations after. So um what does somebody do with with all these fears so they they say okay, I I have maybe all these fears, or there's one in particular that they're saying, "Yeah, I, I live with this fear a lot." Uh, we've already talked about the importance of you know having new thoughts, taking action. Um, are there are there any other specifics, Rob, that you can offer somebody to really conquer these fears?
1: 100. Getting an accountability partner is really helpful. Mm. Someone preferably that's going through something similar at a similar stage. Yeah, or has like come out on the other side. You know, we often have no problem letting ourselves down. We typically will not let down others as easily. Hmm. If you think about even going to the gym, I'm supposed to go to the gym today. I don't feel like going. I'm not going to go. But if you and I lived in the same area and I wake up and I'm like, man, I'm not really feeling it. But I look at my phone and there's a text from Cynthia. He's like, bro, I'm super pumped for a workout. I'll see you at the gym in an hour. Yeah. I'm probably gonna go, even if I don't want
0: to. (laughs) Yeah.
1: If you're struggling and you have someone that you can lean on, and they're, hey, look, take action. We're in it together. It's gonna be okay. You know that really helps. Don't you know? We're not meant to be alone in this world, and we're definitely not meant to struggle alone in this world. And it takes strength to ask for help. Yeah, it really does. It takes strength to ask for help in a world, especially as a man, you know, where society truly makes us feel that we're supposed to be super self-sufficient. We're not supposed to have problems. We're supposed to be super strong. You yeah. know, women are emotional, men aren't. Um, it, it, it's it, it can take strength as a man to ask for help. So ask another man for help. You know that's one of the things I love about the, you know the the organization we're a part of in the King's Brotherhood. like we're all like we can be vulnerable there if we need oh, to yeah. be, right. Yep. That's amazing. Like it feels good. Um, yeah. but but find a community. church is an easy place to find right. community, small group, life group, real easy place to find community there. But if you're having trouble taking action, um get some help. get someone to help you take action. But ultimately, the truth is, it's not as hard as you think it is to take action. And when we say, I can't take action because this, this, that, like, like when people are like, oh, it's so hard to eat healthy. I'm like, well, well, technically it's not. If I have a, a chicken breast in one hand and a donut in the other, it's not physically harder for me to put my left or right hand to my, technically it's easier to not put anything in my mouth if we're talking about energy expenditure, (laughs) right? But, but it's not literally harder to do one or the other. Yeah. Right. You know, if, If you're afraid of making a phone call, it's not like physically hard to pick up the phone and hit a button and and, and talk. It's a mental barrier. And the truth is, gang, that you, you just need to take action. And when you're having trouble taking action, ask yourself, why do I want to take this action? When your why overcomes the fear is more important than the fear that you have, that's when you'll take action. Some of us need to hit a lower place before that point happens. Mm, I was yeah. on the phone with a guy yesterday who's a real estate agent in my coaching course. And he's doing okay, but he's not taking the amount of action that he knows he should. Yeah. And so he asked to book a call with me about it. And I said, dude, what's your why? Why are you doing all this? And he said, well, it's my wife and my baby. I said, okay, that's amazing. I have a wife and baby too. Is your wife and your baby more important than your fear? And he said, yes quickly and i was like are you sure he said yes i <laughs> said can i can i be transparent with you and will you be receptive to it he was like yeah i said you're lying yeah that
0: can't because be true.
1: you're I, I don't care what you say your actions are showing that they're not your actions are showing your own fears are more important than what you want to do for your family because if what you want if someone put a you know gun to your head and said, I'm going to like shoot your kid. If you don't do this thing, whoa, the fear goes away magically. How'd that happen? Right. (laughs) Yeah. Because your why became way more important than any fear that you could possibly have in that moment. Yep. But when we're not faced with such immediate ramifications of our delay of action. Yeah. Right. If you put a donut in your mouth and gained 50 pounds instantly, You'd never eat a freaking donut, you know. But it, but because it's imperceptible almost, yeah, it's harder. But realize, like, if you're having trouble taking action, think about the fears, but then also think about your why. Your why must be so strong that it helps you overcome any fears that you have. Mm. Mm.
0: That was good, man. It was worth the interview just for that. That was really helpful. Yeah. So okay, let me let me ask you um maybe something to kind of start rounding this off a little bit. Yeah. So we know that people get stuck because they think a certain way. You get a new mindset by exposing yourself to new thoughts and then acting on those thoughts. Yeah. We've talked about how fear is the thing that can often stop people from crossing that bridge. We've now talked a little bit about how to overcome fear, you know, the importance of having a why. Um, mm-hmm. The importance of even just reframing things and realizing that the things that we think are so hard or so scary are not actually that hard and they're not always really that scary either. Um, you you mentioned you, you've listened to Ed Milet. This is probably my favorite thing that I've heard Ed say, which is that his greatest fear is that when his life is over and he stands face to face with Jesus, that Jesus is going to show him the person he could have been. Yeah. and He's going to look unrecognizably different from the person yeah. that Ed was. Yeah. and I know you and I both had this bend as well to like harnessing our potential and becoming everything that God made us to be. And trust me, uh, the listeners, they would not be listening to that podcast if they didn't have that goal as well. Mm -hmm. What's something in your life, Rob, that you are doing? You talked about relentless consistency. What's something that you're doing consistently to ensure that you are reaching your potential and ensuring that you are going to become that person that Mm -hmm. hopefully we're going to be confronted with face to face? Um, Mm. when that day comes of who God has made us to be and our maximum potential. Um, is there one thing, one thing in particular that you're doing that you're saying, I'm going to do this till kingdom come, you know, until my life is over to make sure that I can harness my full potential,
1: man, that's a really, really fantastic question. And I will tell you that like even fairly recently over the past few months, um, if you would have asked me that question three months ago, I think it would be a little bit different. So I'll tell you, because I think it's one of those things that like, what got you here won't get you there. So true. Yeah. Types of things. So I can tell you that, you know, I I am more recently um, very deep in my faith in Jesus than like, than you are right. Growing up as like a, you know, in in a, a a very, uh, in a family, you pastor's son, you know, very deep. Um, Yeah. But typically it's my, my success, success, I would say has been very like task discipline oriented very just like high drive, do more things faster and 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 just discipline. So like having the discipline to say, you know, what is it going to take to be a successful real estate agent? Well, I got to do this amount of prospecting. I got to do this amount of open houses. And I would just be relentless at it and engage in coaching to grow my skill set and do the things every day that are going to move the needle closer to to the goals I'm trying to accomplish. So mm-hmm. it's very important to ask yourself, The time I'm investing in trying to, you know, live my life and accomplish my goals are those activities that are actually moving me closer to that thing. Hmm. As a business owner, if I have big goals for my business, binging Netflix is not getting me closer to that goal. So I don't do that, right? Scrolling mindlessly is not getting me closer to that goal. Leading a sinful lifestyle is not getting me closer to that goal. So I don't do those things right? Mm. So a lot of it has just been my ability to simply do more things faster than most people are willing to do. Yeah. Notice I didn't say could do, I said willing to do because anyone can move as fast as I do. I just have a tendency to, you know, another thing Ed my let says is that high performers have a lower threshold for the amount of information we think we need to take action on out,
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's so right? good. Yeah. So
1: like, Just take action and learn and be okay with things not going well, because that's the only way you're going to get, you're going to get better. So, you know, to maximize my potential, I'm just asking myself, like, am I capable, am I doing this at the highest level? When things go wrong, I analyze and, and I, I, you know, sometimes I used to, when I started in business, I used to get really emotional about like mistakes or things not going well or clients, you know, bailing or something. But, but I've, I've shortened the amount of time that I allow myself to be upset and I just focus on the solution. So staying very solution oriented and asking, analyzing are the tasks I'm doing each day, the time I'm investing, because we all have the same 24 hours, getting me closer to the goals I want to accomplish. If the answer is always yes, you're on the right track. If the yeah. thing you're doing at this moment is not getting closer to that goal, then stop doing that thing. Yeah. You know, right, right now that doesn't like, so for example, if I'm spending time with my family, not working, yes, that's still getting me closer to my goal. Cause I have a goal of being present with my family. Right. So, yeah. but, yeah. but ultimately like is, is what I'm doing right now, getting me closer to maximizing my all around potential hmm. and make sure that you're investing your time wisely and not wasting the precious life that God has given us. Yeah, that's so good, man. You know, these days it's changed more as I am, you know, have the uh it's a habit now to like read, you know, read the Bible every morning. And man, I will tell you that as I've been having some struggles with a few things, you ever have that time where you're you're struggling with something and you just open to a random page in the Bible and you look down and you're yeah, like, no freaking so, way,
0: dude. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so that happened to me a little while ago. And you know, one thought I was having on a, a prayer walk the other morning is that you know, we can do anything with God. Anything is possible with God. God can do anything to help us. The question is, are we willing to do the anything that is necessary to maximize what he can do?
0: Mm, right. Huh.
1: Because he expects us to work for it.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah, We do our part and he does. Yeah. His.
1: Right. Anything is possible with God, but are we willing to do the anything that is possible to get what he can give us hmm. and i was struggling with something and sometimes we think what we're doing is good enough and i oh, literally out of you know the 1300 whatever pages in the bible i have open it up and i'm looking at towards the end of luke and there's a phrase i don't remember the exact quote of the verse but it's like when the master has of the house has locked the door and it's too late right that sense of finality and you're banging on the door from the wrong side, right? Yep. And you say, let me in. And this is all right in Luke. And God says, you know, Jesus says, get out of here. I don't know you. Yeah. And you say, no, I talked for you in the streets and I did this for you. And he says, I'm telling you, I don't know you. Yeah. And it's too late. The door's locked. There's no opening and peeking in. It'll say, okay, come on in. No. The door is locked. That's it. We live once, we get judged. Which side of the door do you want to be on? Yeah. And reading that was do it was like a sledgehammer, man. Huh. Like of just like good enough is not good enough. Hmm. The road is narrow, the path is narrow, and few find it to what to the eternity that God can give us versus the path is wide and easy for the road that leads to where we don't want to go. And so that is an extra motivating factor for me now reading that verse really truly changed, like dialed it in from like a nine to a 10, you know, like, I do not want to be on the wrong side of that door. I do not want to be on the wrong side of that door for eternity. I want to maximize everything that God has to give me. And he knows our hearts. He knows the reason and the motivation behind the actions that we're taking. And if, if leading that lifestyle is new to you, if you're listening to this and you go, that seems like so dramatically different from where I'm at now, listen, it's one step at a time. It's one step at a time, right? And it's a never ending journey, but, you know, just take the steps in the right direction. And if your desire is truly to be the person that God created you to be, and that is your number one desire, and you base all of your decisions off of that, then I believe that is how, that is what I do to help me feel confident that I'm reaching my maximum potential of of God's creation.
0: Oh man, that's good. Yeah. It really puts it in perspective. Uh, you've been really generous with your time here, man. I don't want to overstep, but please, um, for our audience who wants to find out more about what you're up to and how they can even maybe, uh, work with you or anything like that in the future, what's the best way for them to do that?
1: Yeah, they can find me on Instagram, Rob Stein underscore impossible to fail. Again, that's the name of my podcast. You can go to robstein.tv, check out my YouTube same handle on Facebook, shoot me a message. If you happen to be a realtor out there and you want to take your business to the next level, Earth to Orbit is my real estate training course. Check it out at earthtoorbittraining.com. And again, my passion is just to help people that want to be helped. And Sathya, dude, God bless you, brother. I appreciate the opportunity to to speak with you today.
0: Uh, It was a pleasure having you, man. We'll we'll put links to all that in the show notes and uh, we're cheering you on over here, man. Thanks for your time. All right. Well, there you have it. I hope that was as much of a blessing to you as it was to me. I appreciate Rob. I I, I don't know if you could tell. I'm sure you could. Uh, but you know, he's got great intensity and great passion about him, and I love that. And it's really no surprise why he's been so successful and why he's been able to help so many other people be successful. So if you want to be in that category, especially, I think if you're looking for you know more real estate kind of tailored advice and input. Check him out, we'll put links in the show notes to everything um, that that he's done, his YouTube channel and his Instagram and all that stuff. And in the meantime, if you are looking for specific help quitting pornography, okay, you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, you've tried a bunch of things, but you know that you need to actually get to the roots of the issue if you're really gonna see any kind of long-term systemic change in your own life. And hey, maybe this thing has cost you some relationships, maybe it's costing you intimacy in your marriage, maybe it's costing you, Uh, time, energy, confidence, um, a healthy sex life, whatever it might be, now's your time to quit. And we are literally helping hundreds of men quit on the regular here through our program, which is called Deep Clean. And I don't have time to explain it all right now, but if you wanna find out more about it, you can book a strategy call with somebody on my team. They'll explain everything to you. They'll understand your situation better. And then we can see if it makes sense for us to work together. We have a big network, so we don't mind referring you out elsewhere if we're not able to help you ourselves. But the program is called Deep Clean, and if you click the link in the show notes, you can find out more information about it, and of course, you can book a time uh, with somebody as well if that interests you. So uh, don't forget about that opportunity, and we do have limited spots, so I can't even promise right now, to be honest, that we have spots. It's a little bit of a busy season for us. Um, So if, for whatever reason, you can't find a slot, please send us a message. Uh, You can email podcast at satheasam.com, and we'll make sure that we slot you in once things are available again. In the meantime, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, much appreciate you. Have an amazing day, stay clean. We'll talk soon. Hey everybody, it's Sathya again. Thanks for listening to Unleash The Man Within. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery. It provides a basic framework for the recovery process and a few of my top tips completely free of charge. You can get it now at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. Now, if you've been impacted by the podcast and you wanna show some support in less than 60 seconds, there are three ways you can do that. First, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. This lets people like you know that the content here is valuable. Secondly, you can share this episode with someone in your life that might benefit from the content.